the one, the one that is within, the one who is, the one who is here now, who has always been and will be to come. We set our intention, our attention on you, on you, <laughs> for you have set your love upon us so we can only respond in like kind. Thank you for being on the mercy seat. Thank you for your tender love. Thank you for your compassion that never fails. Thank you for your mercies that are new every morning. And we do send and love all those who are out today. We send our healing mercies to them. We send it to them, Lord. Thank you for everyone that we have holding in our own minds and heart that are concerning to us, for we know that you care for the things that concern us. We thank you for it. We thank you for this time, this moment. There's never going to be another one like it. We're so grateful. Thank you for it, Lord. Amen. And y'all may be seated. And give this band another round of
I've been doing a new sleep protocol that helps me get to sleep differently. I turn off the screen about an hour before I'm ready to go to bed. And because it's dark at this time of year, I've been able to get in bed by 8 o'clock and read. Hallelujah. And read. Thank you, Jesus, for that. I don't have little babies and all that other stuff. Um, but last night, in the middle of the night, and honey, I wonder if you could help me with this. Would you be a blessing to us? Okay. Um, I just want you to, I don't know, be with me. You would come here and sit there. Oh, yeah, maybe you need to sit. Here, you can sit Pause and reflect and remember 
who we are. Before we pray, before we utter a word, we need to remember that we're already included and invited in the conversation. Uh-huh. That the things that God, yeah, who said that? Thank you for that. Thank you very much for the amen back there at the coffee pot. Um, that we have already a yes. Some of my Bible people remember the scripture that said, for in him all things are a yes and amen. Yeah, come on, Bible folks. See, your, your yes to your prayer for health, peace, blah, 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 all these things that have already been your inheritance, you, those things are already yours. They already belong to you. And so we forget, right? And that's why we let some things go. We forget that we are already the beloved, that God is already for us and not against us, that we are in the palm of God's hand, that we are already engraven, that nothing can snatch us away, nothing can take us away, nothing can remove us from our good standing in favor with God. Not your sexual orientation, not your gender identity, not your debt-to-income ratio, not your amount in your 401k. Nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing. Well, in the middle of the night, um, what I want to talk to you about is we're continuing on the continuing. Thank you so much for being here. The continuing conversation. <laughs> um, continuing the conversation. And I want to share some personal things with you. Um, about um, and it includes her. Because I hadn't tried everything to fix myself. 
I haven't tried the scans, I haven't tried acupuncture, I haven't tried the herbal remedies, I haven't tried burning an orange on the stove and putting an onion on it and going upside down. <laughs> I haven't tried everything. Drip oil in my ear, put things in my pins, needles. Um, I fasted for days on end with just water to try to get the inflammation. I mean, I wasn't ready to do anything, right? If you've ever lost your smell and taste, it's a very dark place to be. Um, strangely, as many of you know, it returns on Sundays. <laughs> so right now, I'm smelling and tasting. And usually about midway through the afternoon, it goes away. So this is like a carrot um, from me. It's very weird. It comes back at times in the So it works. All my parts work. They just don't work all the time. And I've tried everything and tried everything. And so about a year ago, they've done the surgery. They've done the things. Nothing else. They, I'm a puzzle. I'm just a puzzle. Nobody knows what's wrong with me. The doctors can do nothing for me. It was at that point when I was told that there's nothing more we can do. We've done everything. That the depression that I had been fighting really started to just settle on me. And that was about the summertime of last year. And simultaneously, I wasn't sleeping well. You know what happens when you don't get enough sleep. And there's no input of joy from smelling your coffee or smelling bread baking or that looking forward to your favorite meal because you know it's going to taste good. Um, there wasn't any of that mood lift, no boost. I had to come to terms with what my body was doing um, and make some changes in my life to instead of resistance, acceptance. Instead of being angry, because that's kind of what I did for a good number of months, angry. Why? Why? Why me? Why this? Not, not like a why me. It was more like, can I just get real, real? Yeah. Why does it come back sometimes? And why can't it just stay? And God, why, why aren't you helping me? Come on. Why? It's not really about why me. That really wasn't the question. You feel that way too? It's not really like why me. It's like why not me? I mean, <laughs> I'm a human. I mean, I can encounter anything in the world. But God, why? When? I'm so scared. To the thought of living the rest of my life without with only tasting and smelling on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> like, I don't even know. <laughs> and I'm not even hungry then. Y'all know that go out to eat with me. I'm like, I just don't want to, I just want to drink this beer, right? Because, like, I want to smell this beer because I can actually smell and taste it. Or a soda or whatever. Um, so I made some changes. I started shifting the last part of last year to acceptance and love instead of rejection and anger toward myself. And begin to put myself in the equation. How can I love my body just exactly 
eyes my compassion and love so that I can then make, that's the self-emptying, the kenosis, that let this mind be in in Christ Jesus who emptied himself so that I can create and make space for love for another. Do you know that the work of love and justice in the world begins within you? If I cannot have love and compassion for the parts of me that don't work, I will not have love and compassion for the people in front of me who don't work. Oof. Peace begins within. Radical acceptance. Radical. Just the way we are. So I've been doing really well on, I found this mood lift herbal thing. And I've been taking it for 30 days and I've been trying like no, no screen after eight, right? And like really calm, like working on sleeping, like getting sleep, and it's been working. I've been sleeping. Don't I look better? <laughs> I've been sleeping. I've been <coughs> taking my herbal remedy. I've been, I upped my therapy to once a week. I mean, I'm doing all the self-care things. I'm like, I'm like, I am gonna accept myself and love myself exactly how I am and make peace with God. And be, instead of resisting, I'm going to be in relationship. And we begin to work more even on the peace in our marriage. Because of the depression that had fallen on me, you can imagine that had he been in a relationship with a depressed person. It's hard. It's been hard on her. Because those moments of anger, rage, all those things, why this, all this stuff, that comes on her. So three things. I was gonna take the mood lifters pills, I'm going to up my therapy. I'm going to accept myself. I'm going to change my evening protocol so that I can sleep better. And I'm going to put this person, this beautiful person in my life first and establish peace. In the middle of the night, last night, I woke up and couldn't go back to sleep. And I got terrified because it hasn't happened to me in a while. Because I've been sleeping. I've been doing all these things right. And I thought, all my progress is lost. It's gone. Like, here it is, it's back, it's 2 a.m., and I can't go back to sleep, and my brain is on hyperspeed. I can't get it to stop. I'm scared. I'm scared I've lost it. All of my progress is gone. And, I, and she was sleeping so perfectly. So sorry. But I reached out. Because I know I can't do it alone. I reached out and I said, I can't sleep. And I'm so scared that all my progress is, is lost. I'm so scared that I'm going to be up from two till church. And I'm going to be tired and angry cranky. What happened to my She begins to comfort me. 
has a lot of neat tools and tricks up her sleeve. Okay? Um, and she says, oh my gosh, my inner lyricist is really speaking to me. And I thought, oh, does anybody have you ever named it that? Inner <laughs> lyricist? I just say I have a song stuck in my head. <laughs> well, she believes that when a song is stuck in one's head, then it's trying to tell you something. Yep. I don't know that that's always true. Well, sometimes it's just go have fun. It's not what the, it's not like, hey, you got that. Maybe you got that. Just so you don't have to take anything else literally So she said, oh, my, my inner lyricist is really speaking. Like, and this is, and I'm like, what is it? And what did you say? It was, it, well, she didn't sing it, and instead she, she just whispered the words. So we're laying there. She just starts to whisper the word. Spinning out of control, I feel. Losing. It's so easy letting go and trusting you. If I'm being honest, I know that I love you. I know you. Though you say you've got it, it's so easy letting go and trusting you. So I won't stop. Breathe. Rest here in your goodness. Because I know you won't leave. It's my confidence. So I won't stop. Breathe. Rest here in your goodness. Here I am in palm of your hand. Nothing can take me away. Nothing.
stabilize your anxious mind. I know this because I've experienced it. I am not outside of this culture's anxiety and depression. I am not outside of fearful wondering about the future. I am not exempt from feeling human, from feeling nervous and scared. But through it all, I am discovering at 44 and a half years old that the God that I loved and knew when I was a teenager, the God that I loved and knew in my early 20s and late 20s, this God, and I knew when Grandma would say this, she'd say, oh, he just keeps getting sweeter. inside each of us we have access to that heaven and that we forget not just who we are when we get bogged down on one side of our own fallibility and mortality living in this body but we also forget that we have the eternal and the connected the compassionate the beloved who sees this other part as beloved too right here and then when we listen deeply, it can break through the noise of all the parts that are created from the pain in our history or from the noise of the culture telling us who and what we're supposed to be. When we can sort through that crowd in our mind and get to the space where it's quiet and where our heart is open and where we're calm, and where we know that we belong to the beloved, where we feel safe and significant, from that place, we can minister to those little parts of us that are scared in the middle of the night. And
And if we don't have access to lead through the crowd to get to that voice, then we can reach out to someone else who maybe is grounded in that space and borrow a little bit of theirs until we have our own. Yeah. Now is the time to join the conversation. Now is the time. There are things happening in this world right now, and God is showing God's self in very unique ways. And I believe that something very special is happening in this house. I believe that something very It's different. I think you'd be hard pressed to find a group on this in this hour in this town doing something as meaningful as this right here. I think you'd be hard pressed to find it, and you're part of it. that he 
they are trying to manage what's happening on the campus, trying to um, manage it. Well, I didn't know what was happening in Asbury last Sunday. And on my way in to church, as I was praying, I felt just this gentle measure that God has something special for this house. That we only need to join the conversation about that's what God Join the conversation because we're not asking God to do something that God doesn't want to do or, or do something that mirrors or mimics what is already happening at the Asbury, for example. But it was interesting to me that I only found out about the revival afterward and before on my way to church. It was like I, I, I told the people in the circle, the people that come to the, the early morning around 10 minutes to 10, we circle up here and you're always welcome to come if you want. But it was like I felt God say, ask me for a revival for this house. Ask me for that. And I didn't know about the Asbury deal. I didn't know that that was happening. And when I, I hesitate to use Christian platitudes or like words that have been overused like that. So I hated that I was even feeling that it was a revival. But you understand what I mean by that? Except every single one of you has a definition and an image in your mind about what revival means. Yep. So I kind of don't even want that in your head. Because what it looks like is this. It looks like open hearts and open minds that truly begin to love themselves and know that they're loved by God. And remember the ways in which you've been imparted and things that have been deposited in your own life. How you can reclaim them and reframe them and reawaken to them in a new way that doesn't look like anything we've ever seen before. That's what this house exists for, is to see something that has never been seen before. Um, but I wanted to read what I felt in my heart. Uh, these are how many notes you didn't get this morning. Um, Christine's like, thank God. <laughs> Do I need glasses? No, because I did it in 16 point. I am still. I know. Isn't that weird?
with every um, move of God, it comes with a comfort of fear not. It has to be perceived by a fear not because it involves the unknown. So the fear not has been issued. Would you all like to do an exercise together before we do communion about what it's like to feel a yes in your bones? Yeah. Yeah. Versus what a no feels like? So we, so often we don't understand how to say yes and no, and we often our no's really are a yes, but our yeses are really a no. Yeah, sure, I'll see you later at the break. Um, I don't want to write, you know, that kind of thing. Would you like to do that? Go to 
notice where you might be feeling that in your body and what you might call that, what that sensation could be labeled as. Is there a temperature? Okay, so now you have two really important pieces of information. Um, what a yes feels like in your body and what a no feels like with your butt in your body. So that's something that all of the teaching that I do talks about using that whenever you can about anything. So I want you to do this for what we're about to do. I want you to ask your system, do you want to take communion today? And I want you to see what your body says and honor it. Today may not be a day for communion. Today might be a day for dropping a rock in a tub of water or lighting a candle. Ask yourself in your whole system and get your whole system on board because when you start doing that, you start building a relationship with your inner spirit, your inner voice that knows this deeper information that's pulling in information from all around you and from your epigenetic system and from your, your history and your spirit, right? It's like your whole body is an antenna. So let's use it as much as we possibly can. Everyone is welcome at this table. Everyone is welcome with the journey cards, the rocks, the candles. Stay within yourself. Keep yourself, uh, keep your awareness within your body. The reason we do those kinds of exercises is because we've lost touch with our real authentic self in this culture. And it's important to tune in to know your yes. I invite everybody to come to the table to cross first and participate in this symbol. These are symbols that speak to something larger. You can go ahead, Katie, thank you, and Cher, thank you. And you may come, God bless you, as you come and participate in worship.
We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Here that we can see and in the other room. We hold these symbols, remembering the night that this was instituted for us. We come to this table week after week to remind ourselves of who we are and whose we are, and that we are indeed people of forgiveness and mercy toward ourselves first and others. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it, saying, this is my body broken for you as often as you do this, and you will be house church taking eat. I just want to say, um, I just want to say um, once again how grateful I am to for being willing to participate with you today, not knowing that you were going to do that. I really appreciate your love and your support. I love you very much. Um, Tamara is an amazing uh, minister and preacher, and um, if you ever are here, and she has never actually delivered a sermon at House Church. She's done this kind of about tonight. But we're not here for it would be a blessing to us all. But short, short of a sermon, she has been. I have asked her if she would do the benediction for us today. So would you be willing to hear her benediction?
Let this presence sink into your bones and allow your soul the freedom to sing and dance and praise and love. Go and be blessed and be a blessing. Amen. Amen.